We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. You can follow the podcast at Pack a Day Podcast, and of course. Please make sure to subscribe if you have not already right here on the Packaday Podcast YouTube channel. No, we are not yet talking about a Aaron Rodgers trade or an Aaron Rodgers return to Green Bay. We are still in wait and see mode, at least as of recording this on Saturday night. We did have a few updates that I'll go over first. Early in the day, we had Connor Hughes, who covers the New York Jets. I believe he covers the Giants a little bit as well. Uh, but he said, quote, from my understanding on uh, hashtag Jets and Aaron Rodgers, everything that needs to be done is essentially done in regards to a trade. Sides have worked out what needs to be worked out. So if Aaron Rodgers wants to be a Jet, he will be a Jet. So that was early in the morning. And then comes Tom Pelissero, who says, quote, Despite a report to the contrary, the Packers and Jets have not agreed to the framework of an Aaron Rodgers trade per sources. Both sides continue to await word from Rodgers on his plans. If he decides he wants to go to New York, then the teams will work to hammer out a deal. Okay, this of course is what's making everything so much more frustrating, right? Is because 
you get something from one media source that says one thing, and then you get something from another media source that says the exact opposite. So per Connor Hughes, everything's been worked out and essentially done regarding a trade. Per Tom Pelissero, nothing's been agreed upon from a framework of an Aaron Rodgers trade. So who knows? Who absolutely knows? Your guess on this one is absolutely as good as mine. Meanwhile, the Jets continue to clear cap space as if they are trying to acquire a premium quarterback and fit maybe a Aaron Rodgers inside their salary cap with friends and other resources, I am sure, as well. Whether that actually leads to Aaron Rodgers or not will still remain to be seen at this time. And the one thing I want to touch base on here before I get into my main topic for today is this idea that this is all Aaron Rodgers' fault, right? As you know, I have been on Team Trade Aaron Rodgers for over a year now. So I am very much, and if you're wondering why, I have numerous videos out that you can check out as to exactly why I feel that way, but I am very much in the pro-trade Aaron Rodgers camp. I also am entirely sick of this entire saga all the way around and am just ready to move on. I'm not necessarily blaming anyone or putting fault on anyone at this point. I'm just ready to turn the page and whether that's Aaron is back with Green Bay, whether that is Jordan Love is a starter, whether that is Aaron retires, whether that is Aaron is a Jet or Aaron plays for the XFL, I don't care at this point. I mean, I do care, obviously, for a variety of reasons that I've gone over already, but I'm just ready for it to be done. All of that being said, as much as I'm on the trade Aaron Rodgers train, and as much as I really just want this to be done so we can actually discuss what comes next after whatever it is happens, happens, I do think we need to pump the brakes a little bit on the vitriol towards Aaron Rodgers and him being the sole person at fault in this situation as of this point. Now, there is a time and a place that may come in the very near future where there can be legitimate frustrations with Aaron Rodgers if this plays out and it legitimately is just Aaron holding everything back. If that is the case, there is coming a time and a place very, very soon to be frustrated with that. No question about it. However, as we sit here today, as I'm recording on Saturday night, as you're listening to this on Sunday, Aaron Rodgers is still within the general timeline that everyone sort of thought that he would be in, that he would make a decision prior to the start of the new league year. And if he makes his decision on Sunday or even early on Monday, he is well within the sort of timeline that everyone wanted him to operate under and the timeline that he sort of set for himself as well. So if this drags into next week or beyond, yes, there is a major situation there that is going to need to be addressed in some capacity. Still not saying that that's necessarily all Aaron's fault, but at that point, it becomes much more egregious and something needs to get figured out. And if it is Aaron that's holding things up, then there is plenty of time for angst and frustration and all of that with Aaron, again, if that does end up being the case. The other thing here is that, again, while I'm on team trade Aaron, right? If Aaron has come back to Green Bay and says, hey, I do want to play this year, but I want to be a Green Bay Packer, and I don't know that that's the case. I don't know that that's ever happened. I don't, again, we, there's been no whisper or rumor that that has happened, but if he came back out of his darkness retreat or whatever and talked to the Packers and said, and remember, two years ago or whatever, I think it was 2021, right, or 2021, um, when this happened sort of last time, Rodgers was very adamant that he did not want to get into discussions, you know, via the media. He wanted to handle everything as a mature adult with the Green Bay Packers. And 
take that for whatever you will, but maybe it is that he came to Green Bay and said, hey, I want to play for you guys. And Green Bay was the one that's like, oh, are you sure? Are you really sure? Because I, we, we think you should think about this a little bit longer because, you know, just go back and think about it a little longer. Maybe see if something else kind of hits you. Maybe go visit the Jets. Have you have you listened to the Jets? Like, go talk to the Jets. I'm not saying that that's happened, but we don't know, right? Especially as we're getting differing reports from everywhere, from every source possible. We just don't know exactly what's happened. And if that did happen, if Aaron did go to Green Bay and say, hey, I want to play for you, and Green Bay's like, ah, we're good, go find something else, then that's it's kind of not all on Aaron, right? Aaron put the timeline together that he was going to make a decision. If he did make a decision that he wanted to play for Green Bay, and Green Bay was the one that said, nah, figure something else out, all right, well, then the, the calculus changes, and the timeline changes, and you, it's, it's tough to put too much pressure on Aaron if that was, in fact, the case. Again, not saying that's the case. I'm just saying we don't know at this point. So I would just hit the pause button a little bit on bringing out the pitchforks and everything else for Aaron Rodgers because, again, we we don't know 100% of the entire story at this point. And as of right now, for about another 24 hours, as you're probably listening to this, the timeline is still intact for him to make a decision and not have anything affected by it. So a time is coming in the near future where there is time for frustration and disappointment and whatever other adjective or feeling that you want to have about the entire situation. I get it. But as of right now, he's in his time frame. The Packers may have had something to say about what he ultimately decided as well. And we just don't know. So I would just, like I said, hit the pause button on any angst or frustration towards Rodgers. At this point, it hasn't affected anything yet. If it goes on into next week, then that is an entirely different story. And at this point, I have a hard time pointing a finger at anyone because it hasn't really affected anyone negatively up until this point. All right, that gets us through the update on Aaron Rodgers for the day. That being said, my main topic is his potential predecessor, right? And that is Jordan Love. And I tweeted this out the other day. And I wanted to go over it in a little bit more detail today. And I don't think this is going to take super long, but I wanted to go over because I don't think it's being talked enough about how well Jordan Love has handled this entire situation from getting, you know, traded up for and drafted by the Green Bay Packers while Aaron Rodgers is still in town and having his first year be the COVID year. You don't get the rookie mini camps, the OTAs, all of that stuff, right? Everything was a degree of different. Number three quarterback behind Tim Boyle his rookie year, and then has had to sit basically the last three years with very little opportunity to show what he's capable of doing. And let me address the obvious here first, all right? A lot of people, and I mean a lot of people in the world, would love to trade places with Jordan Love a multimillionaire who is getting paid to be a backup quarterback to a Hall of Famer and basically not have to put himself in the line of duty or like the line of fire and is in a amazing situation, right? In comparison to the vast majority of the people in the world. So I am not saying here that it, anyone needs to feel sorry for Jordan Love. He is obviously in an incredible situation for himself, just personally, financially, all of that based on um, you know, the hard work that he's put in and the gifts that he has. So I'm not saying like, oh my goodness, what a tragic story. Jordan Love had to back up Aaron Rodgers for three years and making multi-millions dollars, millions of dollars while doing so. Oh, the heartbreak, right? I'm not saying that. So I'm not, I'm not saying anyone needs to feel sorry for him, right? And the other thing here, again, stating the obvious is Jordan Love very much needed this time 
to sit behind Aaron Rodgers. He was nowhere near ready as a rookie. He was not ready in his second year. And you can make a very strong argument that he wasn't fully ready last year either. He still needed time to develop. And probably even going into this year, there's going to be some hiccups along the way and some things that he's still going to need to learn. But as Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst and everyone has said so succinctly, the only way he can learn the last stage of this is by actually going out and doing it and actually playing. But let's remember, he was not ready to come in and play as a rookie, and he absolutely needed that time to sit behind Aaron Rodgers, and this was very much a benefit for Jordan Love as well. There's no two ways about it. There could have been a million situations where he gets drafted by a team like the Houston Texans or the Cleveland Browns, or I'm not, I'm not saying like with the quarterbacks that they had at hand at the time, but one of those franchises where he's forced to go out and play immediately and he struggles immediately because he just wasn't ready. And then the rest of his career is just a downward spiral from there because he never gets a strong start, right? So I do think that there are a multitude of different scenarios that Jordan Love could have gone to that would have been so much worse for him. And this actually was a very great scenario and a huge benefit to Jordan Love based on where he was as a rookie coming out of college as really this project quarterback who had all the traits, all the athleticism, all the arm talent, everything that you need, but he just needed time to sit and learn and watch and observe and pick Aaron Rodgers' brain and see how he went about things and then have the opportunity to go out and do it on his own. This is, like I said, a near perfect situation for Jordan Love. So all of that is the obvious. He's in a great situation. He's getting paid millions of dollars, a former first round pick. He, like all of it is almost ideal. So I do want to start there saying that, again, this is not a, oh, a woe was me feeling bad for Jordan Love. He's in a great spot and it's benefited him up until this point. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The other thing I want to say is before I get into this and how well I think Jordan Love has handled this is a lot of people are like, what do you mean he handled it well? And I've seen this on Twitter. Don't you remember he was demanding a trade out of Green Bay if he wasn't going to be the starter this year? That's not handling it well. That is like, you know, all about Jordan Love at that point. And I want to pump the brakes there as well, because there were reports 
that I, th- from, I believe Jason Wildey was the first one who reported he thought he thought that Jordan Love may request a trade if they do move forward with Aaron Rodgers. I think Matt Schneidman had something similar as well, that there would potentially be the opportunity that Jordan might might ask for a trade if this situation came to fruition. But there has never been a direct request that we know of that's been reported on for Jordan Love demanding or requesting a trade from the Green Bay Packers. Maybe it was made behind closed doors. And I do think, I've, I've said personally, if I were Jordan in that situation and they brought back Aaron another season, I would probably demand a trade at that point too. It's just you, at some point you have to go out and prove yourself, right? So that wouldn't have, A, put any, that wouldn't have put any negative spin on Jordan at year four if he's ready to play as everyone says he is, but Green Bay's not giving him that opportunity to play. In my opinion, he should go out and ask for a trade, but anyone that wants to hold that against him and say, listen, he was holding the franchise ransom and forcing Aaron Rodgers out the door, we have no proof of that at this point. So I just wanted to add that in there as well. And with that being said, I do think it's worth noting that Jordan Love has handled this entire situation with class and professionalism. And you might say, Andy, that's the bare minimum. That's the expected uh, uh, you know, of, of what should be expected of anyone in that situation is to just go out, do their job and handle themselves with class and professionalism. And that might be fine. That might be easy to say, but look around the world and see how many people handle themselves on a day-to-day basis with class and professionalism, right? That is not always the standard. And there are a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of people that in that same situation, knowing that they were, I know people will say like, oh, you know, he wasn't even a first, he was absolutely a first round prospect. If Green Bay hadn't taken him, I wholeheartedly believe he still would have been taken in the first round of that draft. At worst, early, early, early second. And I don't think it even would have gotten to that point. So this was very much a first round prospect who a team traded up for him. And he is now in year four. He's had one start on his resume and he just hasn't had opportunities, right? Not a lot of people in that scenario, not a lot of quarterbacks. Remember, these guys are ultra competitive. If they're not, if they're not ultra competitive, they're not in that spot in the first place. So these are players who want to go out and compete and play and play at the highest of levels and challenge themselves. This is somebody that had to go out and play on the scout team and you know be the third string quarterback behind Tim Boyle his first year as a rookie, right? So a lot of people would not have handled that situation with class and with professionalism the exact way that Jordan Love has. Now, I want to go back to a scouting report that I did. And I I did a huge, and I mean massive tape breakdown. If you've never checked this out, go to Packer Report. I've also done a couple videos on it as well. But I did a ma- I watched every snap of Jordan Love's from 2018 and then every snap from 2019 and I did 12 things that I learned from watching this 2018 tape. If you remember his 2018 tape was unreal, just spectacular. His 2019 tape not so much. This 2019 tape had 32 turnover-worthy plays. He had a poor supporting cast. There were games where he was completely his team was completely overmatched. And he had a new offense, a new coach, and it was just a, a very frustrating year for Utah State, for Jordan Love, for everyone. Just did not go according to plan. But I did two articles, 12 things I learned from his 2018 tape and every snap I watched in that, and then 12 things I learned from his 2019 tape and everything that I learned from that. And this is a direct excerpt from my scouting report immediately after the draft, after watching every single one of his snaps in both 2018 and 2019. This was in the 2019 article. This is one of the 12 things that I learned. And I know this is just me reading, so I apologize, but I want to go over this because I think it's important. 
One of my notes is right after the draft from the 2019 tape, love always remained even keeled. That was one of my 12 takeaways. Love always remained even keeled. And these were my notes. This is one of those observations that probably lies in the eye of the beholder. On one hand, if you're somebody who would like your quarterback to be like Drew Brees or Russell Wilson, one of the vocal leaders and borderline cheerleaders for your squad, I don't think Jordan Love is going to be that guy. It's not to say he can't be, and there's the possibility that in the right surroundings that maybe that side of him could come out more, but to me, he doesn't seem like that Russell Wilson type. On the flip side, I never once caught Love getting discouraged after a play. Whether it was after his own mistake or the mistake of one of his teammates, Love seemed the same. You could tell he wasn't happy when he threw a pick, but he was never down on himself. He never lost trust in his ability or his teammates' ability. When his teammates made a mistake, he was there to pick them up, even after a crushing fumble. I also never saw Love get after a teammate after a failed route or a miscommunication. It was on to the next play and they'd figure out the miscommunication later. Without trying to be the body language police or judge personality from watching tape, Love seems like the player who is going to lead by example, be there for his teammates when they need him, and remain the same player down in and down out regardless of score, circumstance, or performance. And personally, I'd grade that as a positive trait. And this is exactly what I've seen from Jordan Love over three years. Not on the field, not when he's been out there. Now, you, I think you have seen, even in preseason and the, the small amount of regular you know, season snaps that he's got, that he remains the same quarterback day in and day out and is very consistent with his approach and continues to work hard. But in this situation where he had to be the third string quarterback in year one and then the backup quarterback in two and in his second year and third year, right? Where he was having to play a ton of, you know, scout team and not be the focal point or anything like that. Even in the Chiefs game where they blitzed the crap out of him over and over and over in Green Bay, not just Jordan Love, Green Bay had no answers for Kansas City and Steve Spagnuolo's defense. Like no matter what the situation was, he just stayed the same and he continued to work. He put his head down. He worked on everything that he could possibly work on to continue to make himself a better player. And I don't think every quarterback, again, given in that same situation, in that same scenario, would have done those same things. And I immediately, of course, the most obvious response that I was going to get to the tweet, which was the most, again, clear thing, and maybe somebody's already typed it below before letting me finish this, is that, yeah, Andy, this is exactly what Aaron Rodgers did too. Of course it was. Of course it was exactly what Aaron Rodgers did too. Aaron Rodgers was phenomenal in the situation given to him behind Brett Favre. And Aaron Rodgers had a far worse, and I mean a far worse situation than Jordan Love had playing behind Favre and the vitriol that was between the Packers organization and Brett Favre at the time and how fans like attacked Aaron Rodgers for no reason. And given the situation and circumstances, like it was a horrible scenario. So, and remember Favre was awful to Rodgers at times and Craig Null was awful to Rodgers at times. So Rodgers had to overcome a ton. Jordan Love had a quarterback that was extremely supportive of him and Aaron Rodgers, that they got along great and has, you know, most fans at this point are at least willing to see Jordan Love and what he is capable of, right? So it is two totally different circumstances. And yes, Aaron deserves a immense amount of credit for how he handled his situation, but it is so amazing to now see Jordan Love handle his situation with the same level of class and the same level of professionalism, despite the situation, despite the early struggles, despite the time he had to spend on the scouting team, he remained the same down in and down out. Now, I don't think for a moment, right, that this is just going to be some seamless transition in 2023 if Jordan Love is the 
heir apparent and does become the starting quarterback this upcoming season. If you told me that he just is all of a sudden going to win 11 games and throw for 4,000 yards and win a playoff game or two or whatever, like I just, I don't see that happening. Could he go out and have a great year? Yes, I think that's possible, but there are going to be some hiccups. As Brian Gutekunst mentioned, young quarterbacks need to find a, uh, like need to learn and find ways to win in this league. Just being a accurate thrower and having huge arm talent and great mobility and those sort of things does not make you a winner at the quarterback position. That is a learned skill. That is something that Jordan is going to have to learn on the job. And I think that's going to take time. I don't think this is just going to be this easy, seamless transition. I don't think Jordan Love just catapults to a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Do I think he's immensely talented? Yes. Do I think he could have a really nice season? Yes. Do I think it's a given? No. Do I have this high expectation for this amazing Jordan Love season? No. But I do think that even when those things go wrong, even when he goes through the the learning phase, even when he has probably some four interception game this season, what we've seen from him in college in 2019, when he was in a poor situation and circumstance, in these last three years, when he was put in a situation where he couldn't be the guy, we saw exactly who he is as a person and as a quarterback. He is going to put his head down. He is going to work and he's going to remain the same player down in, down out, play in, play in, year out, year in, year out, etc. Whatever cliche you want to put in, that is Jordan Love. And that is a huge testament to he as a, as a quarterback and a huge reason why he is going to get this opportunity and he has earned this opportunity and he is deserving of this opportunity. So this is going to take time. I do think he's going to remain the same quarterback. I do think he's going to keep working day after day, regardless of the situation and circumstance. And now we know that all the pressure in the world, right? Jordan Love, we can say like, hey, he handled this situation great, right? Which I think he totally did. And I think he's deserved, you know, deserving of credit for that. But now it's a totally different situation. The spotlight is solely focused on Jordan Love. The Jordan Love Green Bay Packers are going to be a must-watch team to start the season. And guess what? If Aaron Rodgers does go to the Jets, the legend, the icon, the Hall of Famer, the four-time MVP, he's probably going to be pretty ticked off that Green Bay wanted to move on from him. And you know what happens when Aaron Rodgers is ticked off? He plays at a stupid high level. So it would not surprise me if on the East Coast, the former Packers quarterback is tearing it up in New York for a playoff caliber team. And meanwhile, the spotlight is solely on Jordan Love and Green Bay and how a quarterback handles that situation. That in and of itself can make or break a quarterback. But you know what we've seen from Jordan Love, even though we haven't seen it on a week-to-week basis in in in-game situations and scenarios, we saw it at Utah State. We saw it in practice. We saw him continue to get better. We saw him just do exactly what he could do. He controlled what he could control. He went out and he just worked and worked and worked and stayed even keeled. And that is, I guarantee you, what is going to happen with Jordan Love. Good, bad, ugly, amazing, indifferent, whatever may happen this upcoming year. Whatever the Jordan Love mystery box holds, all of the unknowns, the one thing I know is Jordan Love will work hard and stay the same quarterback throughout all of it and keep working to get better. And that is a huge, huge asset to have as a brand new quarterback for a franchise that has had 30 plus years of Hall of Fame quarterback play. I'm so excited to watch him play. I have no idea how it's going to turn out. I am incredibly uh, interested to say the least to see what will happen with Jordan Love but I do think he has earned this opportunity. I think he deserves the opportunity. And I just have a gut feeling that he's going to make the most of this opportunity. 
That's going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. I will see you right back here tomorrow. But until next time, and as always, Go Pack Go! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.